The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hey, Giant fans, welcome to the Giant Insider Podcast, this special edition post-draft analysis podcast. My name is Jerry Foley. I'm the senior editor of the Giant Insider newspaper. And with me, as always, is the beat writer of the Heart of Giants Nation, Big Trust woo-woo, Chris Bizignano. Oh, buddy, it's uh, the, the biggest sporting event of, of, our, of the last, what, it feels like the last four months happened. Uh, <laughs> it feels like four years. Oh, my God. It was a nice distraction. Yeah. And uh, now it's over. And now the analysis begins and the ridiculous grading begins. And, uh, you know, those of us who don't want to grade a draft feel the need to because people want to hear a grade. But um, I will say, overall, uh, very pleased with the direction that the Giants went in this draft. Jerry, you think uh, Gettleman was uh, pretty happy with the linebackers before the draft? (laughs) Oh, man. I mean, talk about an indictment. Uh, on a group, uh, it was the offensive line and the the linebackers. Uh, yeah. the, the amount of linebackers he added, and I'll be honest with you, I did not see him adding corners the way he did. I I didn't think he was going to spend much capital because of all the young guys we have. But, but goes to, goes to show you, man, the secondary is very important. Yeah, it goes to show you that he really does believe by his you never have enough corners yeah. philosophy, right? Yeah, and it's interesting, Jerry, because the two corners, you know, he drafted. Holmes and the Williamson kid from Minnesota, they're both immediately going to be competing for the slot. And what was the one position that the Giants need to upgrade big time, right? Yeah. It was the slot. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, yeah, they're going to move guys around in different packages, but they needed a slot kid because Haley and Ballantyne showed they really couldn't do it. Now we're going to see about Julian Love. We'll see what they're going to do with him. Yeah. Um, Judge already said he's going to compete for the slot and corner, right? It seems like he's out at safety, but... They, you know, they'll move different packages around during games, but until you start seeing practice, Jerry, still I, you know, until you start seeing what they're doing in practice, you're not going to know. But the two kids they drafted are going to compete for the slot, no yeah. question about it. So uh, I thought it was a wise move, I gentlemen. You know, get some more competition in there and come out of this training camp with a slot corner that you feel pretty good about. Yeah, this spells the end of Grant Haley. I mean, if, if nothing else is certain in the secondary, but that I would imagine that is a certainty. Um, I don't know what where they what they would do with him at this point, but um, I think it's important to note first off that neither of us got one pick right out of ten of for course. the for the yeah. New York Football Giants. I mean, I figured maybe we would get one late. I just thought, all right, we'll get a seventh rounder. <laughs> but um, I was hoping to, I was hoping the number one pick. After that, I knew I was done. Yeah, right, and and. Dude, I was nine of the. This is the best first round I've ever had. I was I was being a little gloaty the night of uh, uh, the first round, 
And I, that was the best I've ever done. I was nine of 12. And of course, one of the ones I got wrong, New York Giants. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But at the same time, Jerry, you went with a tackle. Yeah. And they did go with a tackle. And we also discussed numerous times about they really couldn't go wrong with any tackle they drafted. Right. And I was so glad that, uh, you know, hindsight that you did the analysis on those four tackles because then people had something to go to. Not that they couldn't read up on it, but it was nice that you did that because we, you know, in our heart of hearts, we all thought they were going to go tackle. We wanted, we would have liked Simmons, but we were fine with a tackle, right? We said there's, there's these six guys. There was Simmons, the four tackles. And if Chase Young fell, we'd be fine with it. When they made the selection, it was okay. Good pick. You know, like walk away now. Like there's, that's it. Good, good. Okay. So we have our left tackle of the future, maybe right tackle the present, uh, but definitely left tackle of the future. So if you're a Giants fan, you got to be psyched about Andrew Thomas. Yeah, he's, he's the most NFL-ready yeah. to step in. The kid played top-notch competition, which, in my opinion, that's what sealed the deal for him for, yeah. uh, for, for becoming a Giant, is that they, you know, Judge and Gettleman said it. We looked at this kid against SEC competition, even guys like your boy Chase in there who went over to Jacksonville, right? Yeah. Um, he played against top-notch edge guys in the SEC, and then he, he went against a top-notch edge guy in, in Aquara for Notre Dame when he played him yeah. and dominated him, by the way. you know. Um, and so uh, that was it, Jerry. They looked at that and said, hey, this is our guy. You know, um, There's nobody better, and that's what the Giants went with, man. And you should be happy. I mean, for anybody to come out and say, oh, this kid's – that's not the one we should have drafted, I, I, I don't quite get that. I mean, yeah. if you were watching Georgia football the last few years and to say this kid should not have been drafted by the Giants and he's not going to make it, I just don't get where that comes from. I really don't, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I, we both thought Werfs was high in the organization, looked at with, in high they regard. Were very, they were very high in him, yeah. And also he was a plug-and-play at right tackle right away. Not that Thomas can't, but Werfs is a right tackle. But the Nate Solder question looms over this organization next year. What are they going to do? So we always thought it was going to be worse. It turned out to be Thomas. I was very happy with it. And I said, all right, let's bring on, let's bring on round two tomorrow, right? And then watch mm-hmm. the rest of the first round and how it unfolded. Some interesting things happened. Uh, another first round pick, another guy that, that a lot of us had in the first round. I'm, and I'm not like a, I'm not saying anything too obvious here, I hope. But a, another guy that everybody had going in the first round was Xavier McKinney. And we didn't know what the Giants were going to do, right? We said in the first two rounds, first three rounds, it's probably going to be a, a, a left tackle slash right tackle, a center, and an edge rusher in that order. And But don't be surprised if a safety uh, gets picked. Well, when a guy like McKinney falls in the second round and you're sitting there, I was – if there's – of all the picks they made, Chris, this is the one I'm most excited about. But Yeah, and listen, Jerry, you know, doing the uh, Zoom – conferences with Gettleman all weekend yeah um the Giants really did a hell of a job public relations department did a hell of a job yeah we were on conferences all weekend talking to the kids and the whole deal the draft picks and all that and one of the things Gettleman said was that they were fully prepared they had a trade in the making it was going to be done right they were going to move back pick up another draft pick and then McKinney fell in their lap and Gettleman said I could not pass up this talent so they wound up taking him, you know, um, and obviously the trade was finito, as Pat Sherman would say, you know. So that's what happened there. Um, 
I don't think anybody expected McKinney to go to 36, Jerry. No, right? I, I had him. I had him going in the, to the Jaguars with their second first round pick because they needed so much secondary help. This kid was looked at probably in higher regard than Landon Collins was back in what 2015. Right. So it was very similar, right? In, in 2015, they took Eric Flowers and Landon Collins. Now they took Andrew Thomas and Xavier McKinney. And I think McKinney, the, I guess personally, uh, one of my Eagle fan buddies texted me and he said, my son's very upset. I said, why is that? He said, because you guys just got McKinney. That kid's a player. And I said, I know, I'm, I'm pretty happy about it. Uh, but McKinney was in, looked at in higher regard than Landon Collins. Mm. So I, I was, dude, and then you put out the tweet and I'm trying to find it where you said where he lined up. And that mm-hmm. just shows you the versatility the judge is looking for. He lined up at linebacker, free safety, strong safety, I think even corner, if I'm not yep. mistaken. Yep. Uh, yep. So yep. this kid's versatile. And with they already had y- young corners and Jabril Peppers and you know Julian Love. I- I'm, I'm excited to what this kid's going to do. And I think they also believe, if I'm not mistaken, that he's gonna, he could be calling the defense for the Giants. Um. Well, listen, that could be coming down the pike. Yeah, right, I expect right. Martinez to be calling for it, but who knows? You know, we'll see down the pike what comes down. Um, yeah. Jerry, look, a lot of people are like, oh, I think we, it looks like we got Landon Collins 2.0, right? Mm. No, no, no. Uh, listen, Landon was a real good player. One of the top safeties coming out of college in Alabama. Uh, I've seen them both, when they were both in college, obviously in the NFL. And McKinney is a better player coming out of college than Landon is. Yeah. Excuse me, the Landon was, okay? Right. No question about why. Why is that, Chris? Well, one thing is that McKinney could cover guys. Yeah. All right, he, uh, you know, he, he goes over to the slot. He could even go over to the corner. He could cover running backs. He could cover tight ends. That, that's the one huge edge he has over Landon. Right. He covers guys better than Landon. Right. Uh, coming out of Alabama, and hopefully he'll continue that in the NFL. Yep. Uh, you know, um, now, what hurt McKinney, Jerry? No question what hurt him is that his 40 combine time. That's what hurt him. Yeah, 4.63 he ran. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't. he's not a 4.6 kid. He, he cramped up. He had some issues. He says, and then when you watch him, I got to be honest with you, Jerry, it could have came back five on the combine time. But I seen the kid, dude. Yeah, right, right. The kid, every time, when you look at him on the field, he doesn't look like a 4.6 guy. He looks like a 4.3 guy out there, 4.4. Four. He yeah. plays fast. Now, right. You know, running in shorts, you know, inside. Everybody's having a good time. You know, with your shorts on. All right, go, boom, you're doing a 40. Yeah. Much different than game yeah. time yeah. speed. Yep, okay? I, agree. I agree 100%. Pop. And McKinney has the game time speed. When you look at him in Alabama, you would never think the kid's a four. Well, he's not a four six. I think he was, he actually was timed a four five, but he had a combine, whatever issue he had going. Yeah. And But he plays four four. High four three four four middle four. That's what he plays, and that's all that's important. Not what he do, what he did in now in Indianapolis in February. So here was your tweet. I found it, and I think you know, between the two of us, you put out ten thousand tweets the last three days. So it took a while to find it. Um, Xavier McKinney snaps last season. Box two ninety one, slot two thirty two, free safety two eighty two. One of four players in college that played one hundred snaps at inside linebacker, outside linebacker, and cornerback. Asterisk, versatility, folks, versatility. And he summed it up. I mean, this this is someone to get very excited over. Of all the picks they made, and we'll get into all of them, 
This is the one I'm pumped about the most. I, I love this pick. I can't believe he fell. And when guys fall like this, you know, as aggravated as I was, and we'll get to it, uh, that the, the what was it, pick number, whatever the Jets were taking, 68. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That didn't happen. Uh, we didn't trade down. You have to be excited to take McKinney and a guy like this, and you, you just grab him when the opportunity presents itself. So, And, Jerry, it also shows that you don't know what's going to happen, happen during a draft. Right. Right. Oh, you, you know, so many people. Oh, this guy's a first rounder. He's not going to be available when the Giants. You don't know what's going to happen during a draft. Right. That's why we call it mock drafts, because it's honestly, it's comical. Yeah. Right. You, you laugh at yourself afterwards. You laugh at yourself. And there's people out there that really think they know. Oh, yeah. So watch me in my mock. I'm going to get it right. Yeah. OK. Yeah. OK. I mean, that, that I was mean, that's why I was enjoying my one moment I'll ever have in the sun of nine of 12, buddy. I'll, nine of 12. I'll, I'll never get better than that. <laughs> Nine and twelve in a mock is unbelievable. Yeah, then I was, and, and at one point it was ten to fifteen, and then it then it fell completely apart. Well, Jerry, you should be proud of yourself. Seriously, I'm not kidding around with you. Ten to yeah. fifteen is impressive because not many people get ten to fifteen, dude. So while I get murdered week after week on the picks, at least I found somewhat of a talent, maybe. So there you go. There you folks. go. Now, right now, if there was only a mock every week, you'd be all right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> But no, okay, the side, that was an excellent job. I, I, I put it on Twitter, too. You picking rugs with the Raiders was, yeah. I thought that was an unbelievable job. I, yeah. I, no way with Jerry Judy on the board and C.D. Lamb on the board right. that I think they were going to go Henry Ruggs. And when I did it, it was, I thought, well, this is the, the old Al Davis Raiders. They always take the fastest guy, Darius oh. Hayward Bay. And I know, like you said, like, well, Al Davis isn't running the show. It's, it's John Gruden. But it's almost like I just felt like, you know what? They're still going to do it. They can't help themselves. They're going to go with the speed yep. guy. And Jedrick Wills to the to the Browns, I was psyched about as well. Hey, Jerry. Yeah. Um, you know, Al Davis is not around anymore. But after they made that pick, I put on Twitter, hey, yeah. Al Davis lives on. Right, yeah, right. The spirit of Al Davis, right. Jerry, he's been do- – that organization, the Raiders, yeah. they've been doing this since I was a little kid with Cliff Branch days. Right, 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 right. They just love the speed. And obviously, Mark Davis and Gruden, they agree with that, what Al did. Yeah, yeah, James <laughs> anyway, Jett. Yeah, James Jett, all those James guys. James Jett, yeah. Yeah, there's another good example, right? Another speedster. So, uh, not that they all, not they work out, but they went with the burn, right? Uh, yeah. they, that's what they love. Jerry, I, I'm going to uh, – a few things. Yeah. Um, let's go back. Uh, Andrew Thomas. Let's talk about our number one pick, yeah, right? Sure. go ahead. For, for a second. Um, yeah. This is what I expect. I expect him – He's going to get numerous reps. Yep. Are you drinking something, dude? Coffee. I'm sorry, buddy. All right. Yeah. Okay. Um, I apologize. Wow. I didn't know it was that loud. I'm sorry. That's got to be uh, annoying. Yeah, that's, that's twice, by the way. Okay. So <laughs> look, I expect, Jerry, yeah. a lot of reps, left side, right side. I expect Solo opening day, Thomas, right tackle, opening game. Right. I ex- if Solo falters, if Solo cannot do the job of left tackle, which is a very good possibility. Yeah. All right. Although I think he's going to improve much better this year from last year but if he can't handle it so what do they do jerry the thomas era begins right right that's what happens that's all they're going to put thomas over left tackle and then they'll deal with gates or whoever wins the right tackle or, or fleming whoever wins the right tackle that's in my opinion that's what's going to happen matter of fact i hate to say my opinion i just think that's what's going to happen for sure so day so day so first second round we got two day one starters is what you're saying Whether first it's, two rounds we yeah. got now joe i have to be honest with you yeah i was a little surprised but it Round three pick. Yeah, so before we get to it, at, at point 68 is when the Leonard Williams trade came back to me. And it will never come back to me again, guys. I, I will not talk about it again. But I was sitting there watching, you know, the Zach Bones of the world were there. Cushenberry was there. 
some of the centers that we were talking about were there. And I thought, man, it'd be nice to have that pick right now. And I was getting very aggravated watching it. Then as the draft went on and finished, I was okay. I was, I could live with it better. But there were a lot of guys at that spot where I'm thinking, man, could we be building up this team right now? So anyway, pick number three. There you go, buddy. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, this is all connected. Um, I was surprised the Giants did not draft a center. Right. Okay. Now, before we get to Pert, the third pick, the Cowboys took the guy I wanted. Yeah. The kid from Wisconsin. Yep. Badass, Tyler, badass, the whole deal, right? Yeah. He dropped because of his injury in his last year in college. Didn't play as well, but he was going through. He fought through an injury and played, right? Right. right. But everybody had him as a number two town, second yeah. round town. Yep. Jerry, if this kid comes in there. I know. You know, and plays for the Cowboys and takes over that center position and plays well. I'm going to be a little upset. I'm going to like, what, what are you doing, Dave? Right. right because the, 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 the answer must be from the organization that they're very confident in Nick Gates at center or Spencer Pulley. That's it. That's the answer. Because we'll get into the Oregon pick. There's no way you're telling me he's going to be the opening day center. Right. But I'm with you. It was like, here we go, guys. And then later on, it was Nick Harris was still there. I'm like, why, are they, why do they seem to be avoiding a position of need? But maybe... They are that confident in Nick Gates. I don't know, but go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no, no. It's just, it's a good point. I, I didn't quite get it. I, I really didn't. You yeah. Know, the Cowboys, yeah. you know, the Giants were going to finally take one, and he jumped ahead of them and took uh, the body-ass kid, you know, but, but yeah, this kid, you know, yeah. from Wisconsin, big yeah. ass, you know? Yeah. I hope the Giants were going to draft him four, five picks later, whatever it was, but they didn't get a chance to because the Cowboys, but they, you know, they, but they had numerous chances, Jerry, and they kept passing on a center. And that was the, probably the biggest surprise to me of this draft that they didn't draft him. And they could have got, you know, one of those kids you just named still, right? Yeah. That surprised me, man. It really was. It was. And then to take Matt Pear, and and I guess the first thing I learned was the drummer from Rush. I guess that's how you pronounce his name, Pear, because I always called him Neil Pert. Um, oh, it's not Pert. And when he died, everybody straightened that out. Yeah. Right. So I learned that one, I guess. I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> so... <laughs> Matt Pear, uh, tackle Connecticut 6'7", 303. I did not watch a lot of UConn games. Uh, yeah, this seems like a project pick a bit. This was the only one I was lukewarm on until I learned more about him. I grew up a Giants fan. Very, He's more of a, a project that's going to look out to 2021. But you look at the raw ability, it's there. It's just this isn't a pick that's going to happen, that's going to really help the team um, when the season starts. So yeah, it is what it is. The Giants always seem to do one a little weird over the years, this reminded me a little bit, and I don't want to. I hope I'm I'm wrong. Of the Jeff Hatch pick back in 2002, they took Jeff Hatch out of Penn, and it was like, who the hell is Jeff Hatch? And he it never worked out. But this was the only uh, head scratcher of of really the whole group for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, listen, they they look at this kid as a huge upside. Yeah. Right. That's developing even more. Don't forget, you know, he, he, this kid's from Jamaica. Right. Came over here, didn't play football to high school. He's a mammoth kid. Yeah, long, long arms. He did finish you know, his last year as an all eight, all AAC first team tackle. Yeah, I, I, obviously now, obviously you know that conference is not you know we know it's not the Big Ten and all that. We I understand that. Right. But um, very huge upside. They now here's the key, Jerry. Right. Here's the key. Here's the key. They get this kid in. He's a mammoth kid, long arms. They think this kid could be a player, like you said, 2020. Nah, probably not. Right. Right. But they look at it, and go, okay, Mr. Colombo, 
the offensive line coach. Yeah, right. Here's a project for you. There's going to be a couple of projects for Colombo, Mark Colombo, okay? Yep. One of them is going to be his old position, right tackle with this pert kid, okay? Right. Mark, go do your thing. And, of course, when we get down to Shane Lemieux, that's going to be another one, okay? But yeah. they look at it like this kid, Jerry, could be the 2021 right tackle with, you know, Andrew Thomas over on the other side. Yeah. So we'll see as time goes on, but this is a kid that, just keeps getting better and better. He started late in his life with this sport, right? Um, he's a big man. You know, he's he's like not as big, a heavy uh, uh, weight. I saw weight wise, but he's like Mecca Becton back there. He's like six seven. Yeah, right. He's like his size. You know, yeah, he is. except yeah. Becton is heavier. You know, <clears throat> right? Um, so listen, I, I thought that was a little weird, but but you know, they they look at it as a kid Jerry that could really help him in a couple of years and. You know, and be on his squad next year, and Colombo is going to work with him, and they're going to make him into a player, man. Uh, so they're very high in him, Jerry. I can tell you, they're very, very high in this kid. And they must be high on Colombo <clears throat> for his ability to be able to do that, right? I, I always forget about Colombo for some reason. I, it, it's um, he's almost like a of the of all the coaches that were added. You know, Judge Garrett Graham, Colombo's like right there with him as far as importance goes because of mm. what he can do for that offensive line. So it's somebody to be excited about. And look, like you said, he's a, he's a bit of a project, but they'll coach him up and uh, we'll see what happens. So that was a little bit of a head scratcher, but I, you know, I put my faith in the New York football giants that they did the right thing here. So I wasn't mad. I didn't, I, after the first two, uh, you know, I was very happy. So yeah. if, after this, it was okay, guys, I, I kind of going to trust you on this one. Jerry, speaking of Colombo, I mean, one of Bill Parcell's favorite players of all time. Yeah, right, right. Good you point. Know, yeah. I was one of his favorite players. Coach, you know, he brought him over. Uh, when he looked like his career was over, brought him over to the Cowboys. When Bill took over the Cowboys, played tackle for them. Yeah. Um, loved, absolutely loved him. Always knew he was going to be a good coach and turned out to be a good coach. You know, yeah. uh, uh, Parcell's guy, kind of, he kind of knows what he's talking about, you know? He does. Yeah, he does. <laughs> so, um, hey, this... Uh, I'll say it one more time. I know I said it a thousand times, but this Colombo signing could be the biggest signing. Yeah. Besides Judge, that the Giants, you know, even more than Garrett. Let's put it this way, Jay. Right up there with Garrett and Graham. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't disagree at all. I, I, right up there with Garrett and Graham. So, yeah. um, so this kid's gonna be like a little bit of a project, but we'll see, man. We'll see because he's uh, he's got a huge upside, no question about it. So they take Xavier McKinney in round two, and I'm thinking, all right, well, Julian Love's gonna be at the slot corner now, right? Mm -hmm. Most likely. Or I don't know if they're going to convert Ballantyne, but it seems like we are loaded with corners and safeties now. We're in a good place. Lo and behold, Darnay Holmes is sitting there. Giants take him listed at 5'10". That's a joke. I think he's more like 5'8", 5 5'9". 5 I mean, he's, he's as much 5'10 as, you know, Kyler Murray is. Uh, ran a 4, what, a 4'48 at the Combine. Yeah. Immensely yeah, talented, smart kid. I think he's a kick returner as well. But this was a surprise, but it was a pleasant surprise because he's a slot corner. And now it's like, okay, here we go. We're, we're going into the season with a plan now. And I'm sure the Giants have always had a plan, but we're going in one with, it's kind of coming to vision for all of us. Like, okay, we took a safety. Now we have our slot corner. Wow, the back end of this secondary seems to be set up with a lot, a lot of young talent right now. Yeah, and the criticism is going to come where, Jerry? He still didn't draft an edge guy. Right, end. right, right. You know, so, yeah. you know, uh, the, he passed over the Gross Matos kid, right? Yep. Um, he could have had him, but so that's going to be the criticism of Gettleman, Jerry, 
if they have like 23 sacks this year and they're having a problem getting to the quarterback. Right. When they say now, sack, sack by committee, it scares you a little bit. It scares you. And it should, right? Yeah. yeah. Now, once again, Gettleman was asked, you know, about, well, Dave, you didn't go out and get an edge guy. And what are you going to do? Who's who's getting to the quarterback? And once again, Gettleman said, you know, hey, we don't care if it's one guy getting to the quarterback, one guy getting all the sacks, as long as they get there. Right. Okay. They're very confident, Jerry, in a sack by committee. They're very confident in relying on Patrick Graham's schemes. Right. This is what they're going in with. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You come, you know, don't forget, I'll, you know, I'll mention again, Joe Judge comes from a program where they had one good real edge guy, a sack guy in the last 10 years with, you know, with Chandler Jones. Okay. Um, they let him go in 2015. And after that, it was sacked by committee up in New England. Yeah. And, you know, so they feel very confident in that Patrick Graham will scheme enough and he'll get the sack. You know, one guy six, seven, seven sacks, the other guy eight sacks, one guy four sacks, the whole deal. So time will tell. You know, you you would you feel a little more confident, Jerry, when you have that guy, you say, you know, you pencil in and go, okay, this guy's going to get 11, 12 sacks, right? Yep. They don't have that right now. No, so, they don't. No. Not unless they wait till the season opens, Jerry, as far as camps practice started, and they bring your boy Clowney in. <laughs> That's always a possibility. Look, I don't think Clowney and Gold, and I think teams are looking at it like, well, we don't know what's going to happen with the season, training camp, so we'll wait to then, you know? And, and real quick, I won't go back to it again, but that was the first thing I thought of in that number 68 pick. I thought we could have used that money for Clowney, drafted an edge guy here or center, and okay, I won't talk about it anymore. But that's the first, first, thing, it's the first thing I thought of when, at, at pick number 68. So, Well, Jerry, it's a very valid point. There's no reason not to bring it up. Yep. You know, I'm sure you and a million other people are thinking the same thing, man. Yeah, right. So. All right, round five, uh, we still don't have a center, well, or do we, right? We draft Shane Lemieux from Oregon, 6'4", 316, played all 52 games in college. Uh, I believe he was named second team All-American. And everything you read on him, he never gave up a sack, but they said he needs a lot of help left and right, and he didn't give up a sack because he needs help. He's much better in the run game, but he's been practicing at center. So, again, this seems in the, the, uh, the Matt Parrott vein, like, this is a pick for 2021, 2022. But, you, you know, you, you, I think you tweeted it the first night. Gettleman wants to solve this offensive line problem once and for all. And he's taken the steps to finally do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, listen, this is a kid that played left guard his whole college career. And they're going to, as Judge likes to put it, they're going to cross-train him. They're going to they're gonna work him at center, too. Yeah. Now he's got some issues going on with the feet and all that, you know. But the kid didn't give up any sacks right i believe his last year right uh but that seems to be the weakness in him but he's a nasty kid he's got he's a big shouldered kid he might know he reminds you of jerry a lot is zeitler yeah you know he's got like that build like zeitler and he's a nasty run pounding type guard yeah you know so they're gonna work at him and they're gonna work him at center too jerry and he's gonna get a look in training camp you know so uh he's an interesting guy uh you know a, a, a nasty guard that Gettleman loves, right? Yeah. It's like it's like a lot like Zyla. Of course, Zyla's proven. You know, we're not. I'm not comparing it to. Yeah, I'm right, just right, saying, right. But that type as, of player, as far sure. as game, right? But that type of guy, where a big, strong guy, if he gets his hands on you, it's over, and he'll, he's looking to drive you into the next county. You know. Yep. So guys, I like Bud. So hopefully, uh, you know, he he works out for them. Uh, Gettleman's had pretty good pretty good success 
in these middle rounds the last few years. So round six comes, and all of a sudden, we finally take a linebacker. Now, this is a kid I've seen play. I've watched enough Big Ten games to notice him. Uh, Cam Brown, 6'5", 233, ran a 4.72 at the Combine, so obviously not blazing fast. Uh, 72 tackles in 2019, two sacks and a forced fumble. Kid that's uh, versatile, can go all over the field. I mean, so every pick, like I have to say this, like for whatever pro football focus, whether you believe in it or not, I would always say I believe about 80 to 85% of pro football focus. There's some things where I don't buy it. It's like anything else in analytics. But these guys were all ranked higher than when the Giants took them, right? So another good value pick, and now we're... Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill finally drafting this is an edge guy right he's he's not isaiah simmons but it's in that vein right six foot five 230 wish he was a little faster in the 40 time but uh definitely a playmaker if you look at his highlight film and you know what jerry yeah when i watched him against ohio state this year yeah when i watched him against minnesota this year yep he stood out yeah right okay he stood out i i said oh this kid here this linebacker on penn state he's making plays and he's making plays against top-notch competition. Yeah. Okay? I mean, that, so, so I, could, I agree with you, right? When they made the pick, I thought, oh, that's not the number six, is it? And I, I said, oh, my God, that's the guy? Like, I, was, I, I figured someone had taken him already. I, I he, can't believe we got this guy in round six. Yeah, Jerry, he was projected to go, like, in the third round. Yeah. So whatever reason, he drops down to six. Listen, he's a ca- he was a captain on the team. Right. Good cover linebacker, you know? Uh, this is a kid that when I go to training camp, Jerry, block, by the way, he blocked a few kicks in college too, a good special teams dude. Yeah. But here's a kid, Jerry, that when I go to training camp, if we go to training camp, I, don't, I know the governor out here, I, I don't I don't know, you know, he doesn't want to see an opening up for a while. So right. anyway, but if if I go to training camp, this is one kid I'm going to keep an eye on, Jerry. Um, I have a feeling, dude. This is one kid that's going to surprise a lot of people. Well, it feels like a Ryan Connolly pick. It just does to me. Like, he's going to be that guy that kind of comes out of nowhere. Right. And, you know, late round pick. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, wait, we, we may have a starter here eventually. Or, or a guy who's going to just crowbar his way onto the field. What you need to do here, buddy, is, is get your boy Banks to, to work with him. Yeah. <laughs> that, would, that would be my ask of you. Oh, you sure, Jerry? You don't seem to think very highly of Banks' uh, opinions and talent. <laughs> that's so wrong. It's so not true. But, yeah, listen, I think this could be a nice pick for the Giants. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing him every day, Jerry. I really am. Yeah. A uh, couple of themes before we finish it up. Yeah. What, some things you notice in this draft, I put it out on Twitter. Versatility. Yeah. Right? Yep. And high-quality type guys, right? High-character guys, Jerry. That was yeah. the theme. That was yep. the theme from Judge and Gettleman in this draft, man. Yeah, I mean, out of the last four, I mean, the next one, right? Carter Coughlin, right? 6'4", 245, nine and a half sacks last year. Ran a 4.57 at the Combine. You look at his highlights, and I right away looked, I went to look at his criminal record because I figured there had to be something wrong. <laughs> and I'm like, why did this guy fall to the seventh round? I was like, he had to do something in college. 
And I'm looking, great kid, squeaky clean, playmaker. And uh, Ken Palmer, the old editor of the Giant Insider, texted me. He said, hey, man, I'd be lying if I said I watched every Minnesota game, but this guy destroyed us, meaning Penn State. He's a big I saw that game. Yep. Right. So, I mean, I'm thinking, wow, I almost would have taken Carter Coughlin ahead of Cam Brown based on the highlights. I I just, I was ecstatic. And at this point, I'm walking away from this draft thinking, man, other than the third round pick, which I'm giving a chance to, we we made out very, very well, even if we didn't take that center. We took a lot of guys who somebody just texted me overall scorecard question mark. We we made we, we took a lot of guys who are filling needs and are, like you said, high character and, and high quality, versatile players. This Carter Coughlin kid, I'd say Carter Coughlin, Cam Brown, and Xavier McKinney are the three I'm most excited about. Jerry. Yeah. 22 and a half sacks and 49 games. I, I, how did Not he, bad. Why, did, why right? did he fall? This In is Zach. This is Zach. This is, uh, what's his name? Zach Bond to me. Uh, well, Bond's a lot more. Well, listen, Jerry, why he fell, he, he's not the most athletic kid. But, but, Jerry, mm-hmm. he knows how to use his hands. He knows how to get to the quarterback. Right. Okay? A lot of times you can't teach that. They try to teach it, but kids just can't do it. This kid does it. Okay, uh, this is another example. I think Mel Kiper and a couple other guys on ESPN or NFL Network, I forget which one, they had him rank, they had him project like fifth round, maybe even late fourth. Right. He went to the seventh. This is another example of you don't know what's going to happen in an NFL draft. Now, am I saying he's going to come in and start? No, of course not. But for a seventh round pick, you don't take a flyer on this kid? Are you kidding me? I, I, I couldn't believe it. I nine and a half sacks last year. I thought, wow, yeah. is this is this? We're adding production too. I, this this isn't just a project. This is we're adding seemingly production and a, a and and you look at his his um, measurables. It's pretty quick. Four five seven. Jerry, I, don't know. I specifically watched two Minnesota games this year because they had a great season. Right? right, the Golden Golfers had a great season, and I specifically watched when they played Penn State because that was a big game. You yeah. know, yeah. And he was a he was one of those kids that was like, whoa, this kid's all over. Like I just mentioned with Cam Brown, you know, right, right. He was one of those kids too, like him and the other kid, you know, the other safety Winfield for Minnesota. I I was like, wow, you know, these kids are all over. The, these kids can play, you know, right. And he was one of those kids that stood out, and I was like, whoa, you know, this look at this kid, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So seventh round, definitely worth the fly by Gettleman. Um, definitely worth to bring him in here and see what he could give this team, man. No question about it. Now, whether or not his athleticism could take him to the next level, I'm not quite sure about. Okay, that's what I'm concerned about with him, Jerry. You know, yeah, he's not the most athletic kid. So, right. um, listen, and a bit is a big difference between the Big Ten, yeah, and the NFL. That's a good point. But like you just said, Jerry, yeah, I, you know the kid. Get him in here is somebody to be excited about, and let him sh- let him not make you excited, right, Jerry? Exactly. Right. I look at him in training camp. I'm gonna go. Okay, where's this? You know, where's this Carter Coughlin kid? I want to check him out, and then let him, you know, let him let, let me see him and go. Oh, ah, you know. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Like, like let oh. let him let him Kareem Martin you. <laughs> right. Let 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 him be like me texting you, Jerry. Don't get excited about this kid. Or or. Hey, Jerry, we're yeah. on to something here, you know? Yeah, right, right, right. I have a feeling, Jerry Foley, that I'm going to be sending you tw- uh, tweets. Listen to me. Sending you texts 
about this Cam Brown kid. I just have that. Yeah. I'm gonna. I just have that feeling of like, yo, Jerry, this kid Browns, this kid's the real deal. I just get that feeling, dude. You're gonna send me that and wheel routes. But we're gonna see wheel routes. I know. I know. I know. What do you gotta get me riled up for? They're gonna send me. Oh, they're using Barkley on wheel routes. Cool. Hope I see it in games. Yeah, did we not see it though with the with the Cowboys? Yes, we did. Yes, with the Dallas Why Cowboys. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. Yeah, yeah. I thought you meant did we not see it with the Giants against the Cowboys? I was like, no, we didn't. No, 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 no. no. I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, Jason Garrett's Cowboys. Yes, yes. Did, did we not see it? Yes. So I'm psyched. Did you not see it sometimes with Zeke? Yes. Absolutely. Did we not see Zeke making catches out of the backfield with design routes, not just going out on a check down? <laughs> right. Yes, we did. Screens? Uh, did we see screens with Zeke? Actual screens, not checkdowns. Yes. An actual screen where a guard or a tackle pulls and his two guys in front of him. Did we ever? Did you see that a thousand times with Zeke? See it a thousand times with everyone else but you're the New York Giants. It, you're hoping to see it a thousand times with Saquon, right? I'll take it. All right, so I don't know what the hell you hesitate when I answer the exit question. <laughs> so then the rest of round seven, I, look, I, I'm, I don't know these guys, right? I'm not, I'm not Mel Kuyper. No. no. T.J. Brunson, inside linebacker, South Carolina. Chris Williamson, uh, Tay Crowder, Mr. Irrelevant. Uh, the first Mr. Irrelevant since 91. And then, of course, John Tuggle in 83, the late John Tuggle. If you haven't seen The Irrelevant Giant, everybody needs to Google that and watch it on YouTube. It's uh, sad. Um, not really nice story, though. But uh, Brunson, Williamson, Crowder, two linebackers in a corner. I was like, wow. This is at the point where I just said, wow, another corner? I, okay. Um, I know nothing about any of these guys, but no, I can tell you. I don't. Okay. I, don't I saw. I, I saw Georgia games up to you know what, and he never really stood out. This kid Crowder to me. So, you know, this seventh round picks. We'll see. Hopefully, he gets something out of him. Jerry, quick trivia question for you. Sure. About Mister Irrelevant. Mm-hmm. What Mister Irrelevant <laughs> was not drafted by the Giants, but went to the Giants? Jim and- Finn. Jim Finn. Oh, what the hell, dude? Uh, come on. I, I- all right, next. Did you ever see, remember, remember City Slickers, that movie with Billy Crystal? Yeah. When he goes, uh, I, can name, I can name what food to eat with any ice cream. <laughs> and he goes, uh, Franks and Beans. He goes, scoop of chocolate, scoop of vanilla. Don't waste my time. That's what I feel like when I, some I trivia questions. That's the type of answer you just gave me. Don't waste my time, Chris. Yeah, right, yeah, right. <laughs> okay, well, enough of that question. I didn't get it out of my mouth and you answered it. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, so... Jerry, yes. a couple of guys they drafted were captains. Yeah. Other guys, high character guys. Um very, you know, very well spoken about by their coaches in college. Uh versatility. Okay. Um, that's the theme of this draft. Joe Judge loves versatility. There's no secret about that. Way to get that from Belichick, who would have he would have a guy play right tackle one game, play left tackle the next. He'll be switching tackles during the game. I've, I've seen him do that with Marcus Cannons, and you know what I mean. Yep. Um, that's what Judge is going to do. That's what you. That's what you fully expect coming into training camp. That's what it's going to be all about. Um, so, no reason not to get excited about McKinney. I did not think the Giants would have a shot at him, right? And they did. Yeah. Incredible. Look, Jerry. Last fall, I remember putting that on Twitter. I think I like this Thomas kid, the best one coming out. Oh, what are you talking about? Then I switched it. Becton, overwhelming when I saw Becton in Louisville and then at the combine. I said, oh, God, I think I like Becton, number one. Then Worfs was a kid the Giants were very high on, but they wound up going with Thomas. Couldn't, you know, you could, to me, you couldn't really, couldn't really go wrong. 
And I think everybody should be excited about Thomas. If you're not, if there's a Giant fan out there saying, oh, my God, I'm so disappointed in Thomas. I just don't get the reasoning. Yeah, I mean, everybody asked me beforehand, what's it going to be tonight? And I literally wrote the same four names to everybody. It's going to be one of these four. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and it might be Simmons, but it's going to – okay, if they don't go Simmons, it's going to be one of these four, and you got to be happy with any four, any one of them. And Dave Syverson was on, and he, he – the one thing he said that scared the hell out of me, he said, Andrew Thomas doesn't always – you know, something about his work ethic, right? And I said, oh, no, that's that sound that scares me. But he was always high on him during the season, right? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what changed after the season ended, right? Because he was his top guy. So, you know, a lot of these things are like stocks, right? They move up and down based on nothing. Like, there haven't been any football games. There's been there's no pro days, right? And they, they were a lot of them were canceled. I guess there, were, there was the combine. But guys rise and fall. Just was a guy that was very high at the end of the year. Got to be happy with it. That's all. So. Jerry, did they say work ethic or sometimes a lack of concentration? I got to go back and listen to the podcast. Okay. I thought it was, maybe it was concentration. Because the one little thing on Thomas that popped up was that at times, yeah, he kind of loses focus during the game, and which enables him to drop his hands, right? Yeah. Uh, and it kind of hurts his technique. He has a little bit, sometimes he'll have a little bit of a concentration issue during the game. Now, that, that doesn't mean, you know, I'm just telling you what popped up on him. Yeah. Okay. Now, you have to remember something, Jerry. And I'm not defending that if that is true. I'm not even sure that's even true. Yeah. Okay. All I know is that Kirby Smart swore by him. Okay. And since Kirby Smart has been the breeding ground for Giants football, it seems like the last two years with all these Georgia kids and the success he's had, Kirby Smart, he's a a saving guy. I'll go with Kirby Smart. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so. At t- you have to remember something, Jerry. A kid that was pretty much dominant, right, the last yep. few years in Georgia. When you're playing a one of those out-of-conference games and you're playing a whatever, Appalachian State, you know, just name some, you know, those like tune-up games that these colleges do, right? Right. First three weeks, right? Whatever it might be. Yeah. And you're dominating the kid opposite you, and you know that kid that you're going against for 60 minutes has no shot at getting by you. Right. And every snap, you're smacking him on the side of his head and laughing at him, basically like laughing at yourself, saying, oh, this is going to be an easy day, you know? Yeah, right. You have, sometimes you just kind of drop the guard a little bit, and then the next snap where Jake Farm is back in the pocket, you drop back, your hands maybe a little bit where they shouldn't be, and maybe a kid slips by you and gets a hit on the quarterback or something. Why? Because, holy crap, I was dominating this kid. I, I, I can't lack, you know, I can't drop my guard here, you know? Yeah. I'm not saying that's what happened, but you have to think of the mind of sometimes of these young kids. They're not playing the Cowboys and then playing the Redskins and then next week after that playing the Seattle Seahawks. What I'm saying is I wouldn't be too concerned about that because I believe that was the knock on them, okay? okay. Right. Because when Mark Colombo is screaming in your ear every practice yeah. and when you're lining up against Demarcus Lawrence the first game, because I'm just assuming right away they're going to play the Cowboys, right? <laughs> in in <laughs> but, Dallas. Right. And, and Demarcus Lawrence is breathing fire opposite of you because yeah. he's going to, you know, because he's salivating because he's going to have a rookie along, lined up alongside of him, yeah. uh, opposite of him, Jerry. Yep. You'd be surprised if you say to yourself, uh, I better not have a drop of uh, concentration. I better not have a lack of concentration in this play because this guy's going to kill me. You know what I mean? Yep. That's all I'm saying. So, so I when, when, you were, when you were Zooming with the coaches and GM, did they sit like what was the attitude of Gettleman? Like, was he did he seem he pleased with everything? Yeah, okay. Yeah, he was very he was very excited. Oh, you should be. That's your draft. You should be. But you know, we'll see how it pans out. 
Um, every draft, get back to me in three years. Right? Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's why I, I have people text me and people on, you know, right? People on Twitter asking us, Jerry, what's your grade? I don't even, I'll be honest with you, I'm not even going to respond. I think it's the most idiotic thing going to grade to say, oh, they got a B minus. What are they got to be? I don't know. It's fun, I guess, but get yeah. back to me in three years. Right, dude? That's, yeah. that's what it's about, man. So we'll see how this works out. Now it looks like they picked up 13 undrafted free agents. Anybody jump out at you? Nope. Other than the Ramsey's Barden guy from Canada? Uh, oh, the six seven dude? <laughs> yeah, Rice and Yeah, that was interesting, right? This kid's like supposed to be a Canadian freak or something. Yeah, I guess he jumped out at me. <laughs> yeah. They took a quarterback, or they, they brought in a quarterback, this kid Case Cookus from Northern Arizona. Um, and they, you know what? A couple of receivers, two from Ohio State. Yeah, so, that, that's that's the those are the two that people are most excited about. And one kid's like six four. Yeah. So Victor, you know, this yeah. kid Victor's six four. Yeah. Uh, I remember him in Ohio State. Not a bad player, Jerry. Not a bad player. Uh, so he'll get in there. He'll get in his reps and see what happens. You know, but uh, you know, a couple more cornerbacks, right? <laughs> Just what we need. <laughs> and an off- a couple offensive linemen. Gilmore. <laughs> this is what they believe in competition. You're going to see it. Um, hey, Jerry. Yeah. Judge, judge told us yesterday, guys, there is no depth charts. <laughs> yeah, right. Goes, and when you're out there in the first practice watching us, he said, don't, don't, you know, the first five guys out there, don't say like, oh, there you go. There's a starting offensive line. He goes, judge says that will mean nothing. Wow. He says that will mean nothing. Interesting you know? that he told you guys that. That's good stuff. Yeah. Uh, Jerry, I'm really impressed with judge. Doesn't yeah. mean anything. Doesn't mean he's going to be a good head coach. Right. All I'm saying is. I'm so impressed with the guy, man. Yeah. His kids, his kids were pissed off at him supposedly because he was removed from them, so they couldn't be on TV. Yeah, and the dog too. They, they, <laughs> yeah, no dog or something. <laughs> Although Belichick stuck his dog in there. Yeah, you that know? was funny. Yeah. Hey, Jerry, quickly. Yeah. Uh, the the CD Lamb mm-hmm. draft choice by the Dallas Cowboys. Did that surprise you a little bit? Yeah, because they need help in their secondary, especially after they lost Jones. I know they picked up someone later, but I thought McKinney where Del Pitt was going to go to them. I know it was a little early, but I just thought that made sense. And to go CeeDee Lamb, it was, wow, okay. I mean, they're going to be an explosive offense, but that one was a surprise. I, I also laughed when he grabbed the cell phone off of his girlfriend. His girlfriend yeah. went to grab the cell phone. He's like, no, no, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The other one that surprised me, and I can't help myself, uh, Jalen Hurts in round two. Woo! Uh, dude, Philly radio was nuclear over the last three days. I mean, you can't tell me that he was drafted that high to be Hill from the Saints. I don't, I don't buy oh, it. Stop. Right. There's no way. Right. I don't buy it at all. You don't draft a Taysom Hill in the second round. Right. Uh, this was, this was, uh, you know, we don't know how healthy Carson Wentz is going to be. We can say what we want. Actions speak louder than words, man. When they took him, I loved watching Philly Twitter. I went right away to just see, oh, wow, look at these guys. They're going nuts. <laughs> and then I listened to Philly radio just to hear it. And they right. were, I mean, I it heard was they, oh, awesome. I heard they weren't too happy about the number one pick either, right? No, because it was a reach. It was yeah. they, they, There yeah. were other receivers there. They could have had this guy probably round two or three. And they took him. And so Philly fans were not happy at all. I, I was loving it. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. Um, what real quick, Chris, are you surprised the Giants didn't take a receiver at all? Yes. Yeah, me too. I thought they, they didn't take one skill position guy. No, they didn't. Okay. Not one. 
It's, like um, the, op- it's the opposite of the Jerry Reese era. <laughs> wow. You want, yeah, right, man? Holy crap. It really yeah. is. Yeah. Uh, but I thought they would take a receiver, Jerry. Yeah. Uh, so Gettleman turned around and he brought some in you know, as, as free agents. So we'll see how that works out. But no, I am. I thought they would take a skill position guy, receiver, basically, you know. Yep. Um, I was. I thought maybe to bring in a kid that could play the outside with a little speed and a little size, you know, a little size. Um, so we'll see what happens with the free agents he brought in. But yeah, that was a little bit of a listen. The biggest surprise, Jerry, to me was they didn't go center at all. Yeah, me too. I'm with you. And they didn't bring in a receiver. I thought yep. they would go with one of the, you know, I thought they would go with a receiver. So. At least, at least late, I thought they would have grabbed one. Right. Maybe even in the seventh round, but uh, whatever. I, Especially with the success, well, it looks like it's going to be a success of the Darius Slayton pick, right? Right. He went in the fifth last year. I thought yep. Kevin might go five or six this year. You yeah, know? exactly. Exactly. But, uh, no, you know, uh, from six on, it was basically linebacker, man. <laughs> yeah, right. Edge. edge There's going to be some competition going on in linebacker this year, man. I love it. So. I mean, how can you not be happy about this? My God. I, I, I yeah. love what they did. Again, I'm going to give Matt Pear a chance. But outside of Matt Pear, everything else, I'm, I'm, I don't know how you're not happy. I, and this is like coming from an idiot who walked over the bridge in the rain last year. Like, I, I like this. I, I, on paper, this is good stuff. So. Yeah. Yeah. Should be excited. Yeah. Like absolutely. I, Jerry, Sorry. like I just. Jerry? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, like I just said, until these guys don't make you excited. <laughs> right, 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 right. Should you should be. Yeah. All right, buddy. Any final thoughts? I'm trying to think. Anything else? Um, um, there's probably well, a lot to talk about. But Well, that really surprised you with the draft? I guess not. I guess Isaiah Simmons dropping to eight was a little bit of a surprise, right? Yeah, there were some in the first round that um, uh, Derek Brown went high. We, we thought that, that, that he would. Isaiah Simmons dropping a bit. That was, I mean, I, I mean in fairness, like I, always, I was saying, nine of 12, but a lot of the picks went exactly how a lot of people thought. The first, yeah, I would say the first five or six were like, oh, wow, this is textbook, right? So the one I got wrong was the Giants. But <laughs> um, yeah, Justin Herbert to the Chargers and Tua to Miami, Okuda or Chase Young, Burrow. It was like, all right, this is who they're taking. But it never works that way, right? We always look at the, the, the top of the draft every year and say, well, this is how it should go. This is really the, the first year that it actually went that way. Um, and then a, a, after that, it was some surprises. Um, like you, like a, the rugs to the Raiders, I guess, was, was a surprise. Um, I mean, I had it, but it was a surprise. Um, but yeah. Nothing, yeah. I, I'm trying to think what else. Well, there was no trades, Jerry. That, yeah, that no was trades. a big surprise. Right. You know? Right. You figured somebody was going to move up early in the round, you know, early in the draft. Uh, uh, excuse me, early in the first round, and there was no trades. Yeah, there were trades later, and we later, thought, but I'm talking about early on. Yeah, but like you said, I, I think you said on the last podcast, you're like, guys, there are going to be massive trades in the first round. I'm like, yeah, I know, I can't wait, and there yeah. were none. Yeah, there was supposed to be, but it was it maybe one, the 49ers. That was it. Hey Jerry, I forgot one other huge surprise. Yeah. You ready? Jordan Love. Oh, yeah. Wow. Being drafted by the Green Bay Packers. And who the hell are they taking Dylan in, in round two? That's like six rounds too early. Jerry. What a bad draft. Jerry. Yeah. What does that tell you about Jordan Love? Uh, yeah. And what does it tell you about what they think of Aaron Rodgers? I, I mean, I don't know. Like, Aaron Rodgers... He's there's long, not rumored, but stories about his personality, and you'd see him fighting with the coach. And 
I don't know, man. Are they ready to move on for him in a year or two? I, this is the way I see it. You ready? Yeah, go ahead. Rodgers is what, 36? He's so. about to turn 37, I believe. Yeah. Still got a lot of good football. He's still one of the top quarterbacks. Yeah. Top three, okay? Yeah. yeah. Here's what I'm thinking, bud. They're going to get this love kid. They see a lot of similarities between him and Mahomes. Now, I'm not saying he's Mahomes. Right. They see a lot of similarities with him and Mahomes. Yeah. What are they going to do? They're going to get him, and they're going to have him every day in practice. They're going to see if this kid's ready in a few years. Yeah. Why? Because they're sick of Rodgers' diva act. Yeah, right, right. His act has worn thin yeah. on the Packer organization. Yep. So, like Andy Reid did with Mahomes. Now, I'm not saying he's going to be Mahomes. I'm just saying, like Andy Reid did with Mahomes, where they had the kid every day in practice, and they said, whoa, this kid's special. Alex Smith's out of here, right? Right. They're going to look at Jordan Love every day, and they're going to decide whether or not he's their man. And if they feel he's their man, Rodgers might have one year, maybe two tops, before they launch him out of there. Because his act has grown old in Green Bay. I mean, if you're the if you're Aaron Rodgers, you went to the conference championship last year. You are some a couple pieces away in your mind, at least. Yeah. And they go quarterback round one. Oh man. Boston College running back round two. Like, <laughs> wait a minute, where's my weapons? What are you guys doing? I or anything else like best player available. Like we're close, guys. Take take the best player available, <laughs> and they took Jordan Love. I mean that that speaks volumes, man. That you're right. That is that was a shot. Moved up, and he moved up with Miami. Moved up to, moved up to get him too. Holy cow! I, yeah. I, I'm, I had them as a lock, Gary, going receiver first round as right. a lock. Yeah, I had him taking your boy Komet. Oh, I was just gonna say that. Yeah. Receiver or tight end, but I had a receiver for sure. I said tight end next, right? Funny, I felt and like it, Mel. I felt like Mel Kiper when teams weren't going my way in the first round. What are you doing? That's <laughs> stupid. You know, think, yeah. So right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And they move up and take a quarterback. Right. Wow. Uh, I I could I could just imagine Aaron the Diva Rogers face when he heard about that. But he probably wasn't even watching, knowing him. You know, no, I'm not gonna watch this. You know. I can imagine his phone going off and his face when they saw it when they drafted Jordan Love. That's awesome. I'm not a I'm not a Rogers fan, so it's good stuff. I'm sick of his act the last few years. Yeah, sick of the way he ran McCarthy out of Green Bay. Yeah, I'm sick of his crap this year. You see, you know, so um, that will be one interesting place up in Wisconsin this training <laughs> camp in the next few years. Good stuff. Um... All right, guys, we're, we're deciding on when to drop the next podcast, probably a, like a week from now or so. There's nothing going on, right? I mean, I'm sure something will come up and we'll, we'll figure something out, but we, we have to figure out what we're, what we're doing next. There's no mini camp. Um, everything's virtual. So we'll, uh, we'll, we'll update Twitter as to when we're going to do the next one. But uh, don't worry, guys, we will, we'll be back. But we just got to figure out what day it's going to be. It might be a week, week and a half till we come back. We just wanted to drop this one earlier. So think of this one as Wednesday's drop, but on a Sunday, if that helps. So um, anything else, Chris? No, that's it, man. All right, guys, uh, we print next Sunday night. Complete draft analysis and Giant Insider newspaper. So to subscribe to the Giant Insider newspaper, go to www.thegiantinsider.com. Go to magster.com for a digital subscription, M-A-G-Z-T-E-R, and download the Giant Insider app from the App Store. That's all I got, pal. Anything else? No. Uh, everybody be safe, man. And thank you for the positive comments 
uh, that you send me and uh, that people send Jerry and me and you know about uh you know about the podcast and Twitter and all that. Thank you oh, very wait, much. Wait, 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 wait! I got one more thing. I'm gonna say one more thing, real quick. When you get a note, a personalized note from a player thanking you for what you've done in the locker room. Thank Chris. you. Thank you too, dude. Yeah, Chris, hats off to you for that one. I mean, that Mike Thomas class act thanking Chris, and he said Chris and Jerry, um, basically for what we're doing, and it was awesome to see. Yeah. But uh, that's that's the kind of guy, Giant fans, that you have going around the locker room representing Giant fans and and the media. So there you go. Well, thank you. Mike is a class. I'm gonna miss Mike. He was a class individual, and I wish him well in Houston. All right, everybody, be safe. And remember, Sundays are giant days. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye, everybody. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.